Welcome to GSA 101, brought to you by Elevate GSA, where we turn GovSpeak into a language you speak. My name is Hannah Stress, and I have Colin Hartzell here with me today. We will be discussing streamlined proposals. What is it? Are you eligible? And what does the process look like? So if you're in the very last option period of your GSA contract, that's years 15 to 20, then you'll need to start thinking about submitting a proposal to get a new contract. This is especially important if you have any open task orders that continue beyond the end of your current contract's expiration date. The streamlined proposal process, if you are eligible, can potentially save you a lot of time and energy when you're putting together your submission. That's right. You don't want to lapse in your GSA contract coverage. And with GSA wait times being particularly unpredictable right now, it's best to get your proposal in as early as you can. It can take up to a year to hear back once you've submitted. So definitely plan for that. The perk to the streamlined proposal process is that you have to provide far less documentation than a normal proposal. However, to be eligible for the program, you must submit for the exact same SINs as your current contract, have at least $25,000 in sales annually for the last five years of your contract, and have demonstrated satisfactory performance under your existing contract. So there are a lot of GSA contractors that meet these requirements and are fine with having a new contract that covers the same SINs. But the main hang-up that they get into is the fact that you can't dramatically change your pricing in the process. Your new proposal SIN offerings and pricing have to be pretty much consistent with what's awarded on your legacy contract. That means if your legacy contract isn't fully up to speed, you should execute some modifications uh, to get your existing contract where you want it to be and then submit for the new streamlined contract. That way there are no discrepancies and nothing for the CEO to reject over. Anything you can do to make the process with GSA speedier and with less grief, we are a proponent of. It is definitely worthwhile to fix up your existing contract and set yourself up for success in the long run. The perks to this program are pretty substantial, particularly for service providers. If you qualify for this program, you don't have to provide pathways to success, readiness assessment, client references, or the PPE report, financial statements, or the corporate experience document, along with statements of work or project experience write-ups. This significantly decreases the burden when gathering the documentation for your new contract. If you're not in the TDR program, you will still, however, need to provide invoices to support your pricing. Invoices are often the heaviest lift for our clients, so be aware of that. You can't use GSA projects first pricing substantiation either. These invoices have to be from commercial clientele, and they can't be more than two years old. We really recommend grabbing invoices that are a year old or less if you can manage it. If coming up with invoices sounds like a real roadblock for you, check out our other podcast episode about the TDR program to see if that might be a functional workaround. If you need any assistance parsing whether you are eligible for the program or putting together all the documents for your proposal, we would be more than happy to help. Pulling together all the documentation from our side can take as little as three weeks if we are working with a really motivated client. We aim to shoulder as much stress of the process as we absolutely can. If you're feeling overwhelmed or unsure, please feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at elevategsa.com. And as always, if you have any questions or requests for a topic for us to cover in a future episode, please feel free to reach out to us at podcast at elevategsa.com. Thanks for listening.